Welcome to the Corporate Dropout Podcast. I'm your host, Alacia Citro. If you're sick of the corporate hamster wheel and looking to feel inspired and empowered to live a high vibe life as your own boss, you're in the right place. Dare to drop out in three, two, one. Before we start the show, I want to tell you about the business I'm launching. Starting a business can be hard work, but it doesn't need to be confusing too. And that is why I founded Thea Collective, a learning community for entrepreneurs. Learn from experts across law, finance, tax, operations, marketing, sales, and more, and get the blueprint on how to set up and run your own business. Text biz, that's B-I-Z, to 949 949- Five seven seven eight seven zero nine, or head to thea-collective.com to learn more. Hello, friends. I am back today with John Malone and Greg O'Brien. If you didn't listen to the full interview that we did yesterday, be sure to do that. They are certified tax coaches. And John is a lawyer and Greg is a CPA as well. So they're co-CEOs of GoCPA, which is a virtual CPA firm. They work with small businesses, real estate investors, and entrepreneurial clients who own startups. And they are going to talk to us today about how you can set up a strong entity with legal and tax protection. So with that, Greg and John, I'll let you take it away. Thanks for having us back. So what we really want to discuss here is just, you know, as, as people jump out on their own, what to be thinking about and some questions to be asking of uh, a lawyer or a CPA, tax professional, or someone that you come in contact with that's going to help you set up the business. So the first thing to realize is that you don't necessarily need to do anything. If you're if you're just starting and you want to proof your concept and, and you're doing something that's not considered risky, so maybe you're, maybe you're a business coach or you're selling a service, you're selling your own, um, your own mind to somebody else, you're teaching them. Go ahead and just try that, right? You can start, you can operate under your social security number. You don't need any formal registrations if you're just by yourself. Um, generally, if, if someone's not sold on what their ideas or their business is yet, don't go crazy and spend a lot of money. Prove the concept to yourself first. Side hustle, do it, operate, generate some money. I think that's especially true too, uh, to Greg's point, uh, is if, if you're not in a particularly risky business, um, you know, if you're maybe in like the service business or something where you're not, you know, you don't have a huge physical presence and you're not at that income threshold yet, it's not that valuable. You don't really need the insulation of a legal entity if you're just starting out. You know, you don't need to bear those costs right away. I think it's important that you do prove your concept. See if this is something that you want to uh, continue to operate in, uh, in into the future before you kind of make those steps. Yeah, exactly. So, so then as you start going and you know, you say, okay, you know, this is working out. I'm liking this. Um, I want to do this full time. That's generally the point in which we think you should meet with somebody and discuss entities. So from an entity perspective, the, the most basic entity a single person is going to form is generally what's called a limited liability company, LLC. Um, they exist in all states. So you're going to want to likely register that in the state that you're, that you're in physically. Um, and a, a common misconception that, you know, people hear is that from going from just a sole proprietor to an LLC changes your tax situation. That's not true. It's actually the exact same thing. Nothing changes at all. So it does open up more opportunities down the line, but as, as far as the taxes go, nothing changes there. But what does change now is your protection because what you need to think about, especially if you start generating revenue and you're, and you're operating, you're dealing with vendors, customers, clients. Um, 
you may you may or may not be doing something else like selling some a good to people or maybe operating equipment. So there's inherent risk in business. That's why you would start this in the first place. And, and John will talk a little bit here about why you do need protection, the different types of protection you might need to start. Yeah, and, and I think that that's probably the next natural step from operating as a sole proprietor. So you've proven your concept. Um, now it's something that you're going to be doing. You're kind of, uh, you're making some money. The next step would be to form likely an, a limited liability company, an LLC. And that's going to be formed in the state where you're operating your business um, because it is a, the LLC is a creature of a state statute. So you're going to want to form it in the state that you're operating in and potentially registering it in other states that you're doing business in as well, but definitely starting with uh, the state that you're operating in. And that is going to give you that corporate veil protection, uh, that, that term that you hear. So if anyone, if there are any lawsuits, claims, um, creditors, things of that nature against uh, the business, they would be against the limited liability company and not against you personally. So the, the LLC provides that corporate veil protection, insulating you as the business owner uh, from any um, risks, uh, debts, and lawsuits of the business. Great. So as so at this point, if you're set up your LLC, you're kind of good to operate. Um, now, as you start to grow, this is where some of the tax stuff comes in. So as you're approaching 70, 80, 90, 100,000 of net income, so you know your, your profit of the business, that's where you're going to naturally rise up um, the tax brackets and where it makes sense to start some planning. So one of the first things that people look at at this range is an S corporation. So an S corporation, again, has misconceptions around it. An S corporation is not an actual entity. All it is is a IRS federal concept in which you're asking the government to be taxed like a small corporation, but you're not changing your entity. It's simply an election you make. With that election comes complexity. However, the, the primary benefit of doing something like that is that you really have a chance to structure something that you can inhibit or reduce a good amount of the people call them payroll or your self-employment taxes. So FICA and Medicare, you can really reduce those, um, you know, pretty significantly if you structure an S corporation properly. So does it make sense to do this when you're making $30,000, $40,000 in your business? No, because ultimately the savings will be so small, you'll pay more money setting it up. So again, everyone's situation is different, but typically we see approaching six figures. This is where you're going to save five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars in taxes by simply changing how you're taxed with the government. Now, when you get to that point as well, this is where some things come in. So you want to be asking your accountants about um, what's called the QBI deduction. And how, how does that interplay with the S-Corp? Um, there's all these incentives out there that they all work with each other, but you got to be careful to balance um, these things together because you might go too far in one direction that it hurts another tax incentive. So you want to make sure that you're balanced. You think about these things. So the S corp, however, is a kind of a tried and, and true, um, election that can really take your self-employment tax and, and cut them down, um, drastically. But John, you can, you know, talk about too, the S corporation is not going to change your, your legal protections per se. No, like Greg said, it's just, it, it's, it's merely a tax election. You're still a limited liability company, uh, but you have chosen to be elected as a, a small or S corporation for tax purposes. So nothing's going to change your legal protection um, with, with that tax election, which I think is kind of a common um, 
there's a common misconception there. And then I think, you know, going forward, other tax structures are, for example, a C corporation. And I think a lot of that planning and a lot of that, um, that structuring will go into, you know, how you're going to be operating the business. Are you going to be raising capital from outside investors? You know, the C corporation is a much more friendly legal and tax structure for that. Um, are you going to be looking to exit in, in the near term or are you going to be looking to operate the business? So those are some considerations that would be taken into account or should be taken into account uh, when kind of moving into a more corporate structure. Yeah, great point, John. And, and to that point, what we would encourage people to ask their attorney or their CPA or tax professional uh, are to bring up these things to them because I'm not, everyone's going to ask different questions, but you want to tell them what your vision is because you know, if your vision is to scale, 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 and then you think it's so innovative you can sell, well, that may lend you better to going towards a C corporation, right? There's better there's better incentives to exit from that, right? It's easier to raise investor capital through a C corporation. But if you just want to grow, 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 and operate it forever and make a lot of money, well, a C corporation is probably going to cost you more tax in the short term or could. So you want to be bringing these things up, um, we would say don't necessarily go to the person and with a predisposed idea of, Hey, I, I want to be X or Y or Z bring up all these as talking points about, you know, what your forecast looks like. Do you plan on bringing on partners? Do you plan on bringing on debt or equity from other people? Do you plan on operating this for two years, five years or, or 50 years? Those all go into kind of a blender um, from the tax side. Plus, the professional needs to understand what kind of risk structure you have. Um, you might have significant outside assets, right? Like personal assets. We deal with a lot of people that have a lot of cryptocurrency out of nowhere. So that is a risk that you don't want to do something in this business that then someone can come and take that from you. So all that needs to go into a blender and you find that solution that works best for you. And because it works best for you, doesn't mean it's going to work best for your friend that has a, a similar business. So um, we always encourage people to bring these ideas and these questions to the table and then just really vet it out before jumping into something. Yeah, it's super important to just kind of have uh, those things, those goals uh, in mind and be open to, you know, where you could grow and expand. Um, because you certainly when you're just starting out, uh, I think the most important thing is to be in some sort of tax and entity structure that is scalable and that can grow. Uh, it's not. Uh, in some kind of cookie cutter model that, um, you know, someone is um, just kind of marketing uh, that looks cool or something that, you know, you may think that you should be in. I think it's something that you should be able to prove and grow um, and, you know, rely on your advisors with those things in mind, you know, the end in mind, the possibilities in mind, and you'll be in good shape. Well, this was so helpful. Thank you so much. And uh, can you tell our listeners where they can find and connect with and hopefully hire you as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we can be found at gotaxplanning.com. That's gotaxplanning.com. Uh, on Instagram, we are uh, go underscore CPAs. So either way, we're happy to connect with people. Uh, and yeah, encourage everyone to kind of explore the world of entrepreneurship and uh, see how you can be enlightened to the tax code. Well, thanks so much. Great having you both on and good to meet you. Thanks for having us.
Thank you so much. This episode was brought to you by Thea Collective, the learning community I founded for entrepreneurs. Text biz, that's B-I-Z, to 949-577-8709 or head to thea-collective.com. That's T-H-E-I-A-collective.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, please help me get the word out about the corporate dropout by screenshotting and sharing this on social. I would appreciate it so much if you would subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review as well. And I do this show for you and I want to hear from you. So tell me, what is it that you want more of? Text me at 949-541-0951 or slide into the DMs at Corporate Dropout Official or Alicia Citro with two underscores. Until next time time.